Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And I'm joined by a wonderful human being here uh, who uh, is a artist, an alchemist, a Reiki practitioner uh, who um, works under the uh, name Ebb and Flow Integrations. Um, she's also an integration coach. Uh, I was trying to read your Instagram bio to make sure I got all the titles right. Um, but I'm excited to talk to her uh, all about her passions, our stream, why she does what she does. Beth Ann, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm a little nervous. Um, there's nerves that come along with doing these sorts of things that um, it doesn't get easier, but mm -hmm. it does get more fun sure. to navigate. Well, uh, you made it here. Uh, we're doing the thing. We've been talking about it for a long time. Still, I've been doing this for almost four years, which is crazy to think about. But I still get nervous before like every single one, you know? Mm -hmm. It's part of the process. Um, so for one, uh, how was your day today? It was really good. Um, I had a job interview today. Nice. That I think went well for a, a pain clinic in Milwaukee, oh, right which would be way more in alignment with where I'm trying to go mm -hmm. than my current job as a barista. Oh, sure. Well, right on. Uh, glad you had a... Uh, nice day. Glad you had a great interview, and I'm glad you could come here to do Nice Guy Podcast. Um, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And Beth, I believe we met over the internet, yeah. which is kind of how I've met a lot of people uh, these days mm -hmm. uh, to do this, you know? <laughs> you seem like a very grounded person, seems like a very passionate person uh, who's very, like... Um, like you, it's it sounds like you've learned to be in tune with yourself over the years, and you want to help others, kind of find that within themselves too. Uh, would you think that's? Would you say that's an accurate statement? Absolutely. Thank you for the reflection. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so yeah, uh, but then I think we first met like a year ago. Uh, our party? Yeah, mutual friend at Cat Cat Ingles. Shout out to Cat. Cat, we love you. I miss Cat. Cat's the best. Um, but yeah, uh, know some of the same people. So Beth, um, to start, uh, I'd love to hear just a bit, some basic like uh, background about yourself. So for one, where are you from? I am from Appleton, Wisconsin. I grew uh, up there, went to high school there. I lived there until I was 18. I don't know. Fox Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? I wanted to be a songwriter. I love John Denver. Okay. Um, he was my first crush. Nice. And um, found out he was dead. Oh. It was my first heartbreak. Mm. Oh, but, no. Yeah, yeah. Devastating. Yeah. But um, I loved the way that he articulated um, his ex his human experience. And I mean, obviously, that's not how I thought of it as a child. But mm -hmm. it's how I reflect back now. But I wanted to write songs like John Denver did. Right on. Yeah. So I guess kind of how did you sort of get into this um, uh, this realm of like um, what would become ebb and flow integration? It's like how did it all kind of start? You kind of opening yourself up to this kind of like holistic healing and and um, practicing, if you will. Sure. Um, it became like the only logical next step after like growing up in a less than nurturing environment and experiencing certain hardships throughout my life um it ended up like i experienced drug addiction 
um, for a multitude of years after high school, like pretty hardcore drug addiction, mm-hmm. mostly benzos and opiates. Sure. And um, it got to the point where I was getting into a lot of trouble and I was running from this whole slew of things that had happened in childhood. No, like, no other route of action. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no conscious awareness around what I was experiencing emotionally. I just didn't even, like, register my emotional experience. I was just, like, numbing and numbing and numbing. Mm-hmm. And then finally I got into enough trouble to the point where I ended up in jail for 48 hours. I remember sitting there and being like, you know, something's got to change or I'm going to die or I'm, you know, or worse. I don't know. So when I got out, I made a little pact with myself to find a new way. And I started outpatient treatment and I ended up in this really cool, like, um, outpatient program with this counselor who like really listened to me and she was cool with me using psilocybin to like Mm. um holistically move through my addiction and um guiding me and we watched uh brene brown uh call to courage and have you seen it i don't believe i have she talks all about like um showing up in the arena Mm -hmm. like doing the hard thing and um taking agency over the course of your own life and um after that, um, I kind of started to get this feeling that I wanted to do like something with addiction counseling at first. So it kind of began there. I thought that was super impactful. And um, then I moved to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't this last summer, but the summer before, I helped start up a, an addiction support group okay. for people. And I found mm-hmm. like a passion for like, for, you know, sitting with people and sharing our stories. And like, I would design these these sheets with writing prompts and different quotes and like recommendations for um like podcasts to listen to and things like Mm -hmm. that and it felt really good to do that it didn't pan out um but from that i developed this desire to coach Mm -hmm. um to be working one-on-one with people because i as much as i love leading groups um it felt like the right logical next step to start working one-on-one with people Mm -hmm. and then all my own limiting beliefs started coming up so Mm -hmm. so i like I launched my business and then I had two sessions and I realized that there's still like a lot more skills that I need to pursue that. But, um, sure. but Reiki also came into the picture. Sure. Um, around this time last year, actually, I became attuned to Reiki too. And um, I, I desire to cultivate my practice combining the two. Mm-hmm. And um, that being coaching and Reiki. Reiki, yes. Yeah. Um, in some form. I don't know exactly how the coaching is going to look yet, but I'm taking a class right now mm-hmm. um, with the Enlifted Coaches community. I have eight more weeks left, and it's really in-depth story work. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, and language work. So, identifying what words you're using in your experience. Like, well, how, how much are you using the word should, or probably, or might, or maybe, or kind of, sort mm-hmm. of those words that's all like soft talk and that's that's a portion of it is learning soft talk and how to like reframe the way you speak about yourself to yourself to others and about what you're trying to create um less verbal crutches yeah and more certainty yes empowering yes confidence boosting which is exactly what i need Mm -hmm. um the idea of like wellness and and self-healing um is I think something a lot of people are really interested in um, and they have been for, I mean, they've, a lot of people have always been interested in like, you know, methods of 
like holistic uh, um, healing methods and whatnot. But um, but I think especially because a lot of people have been, especially right now in the last few years, like where a lot of folks feel very isolated. Uh, folks are struggling under late stage capitalism. Folks are struggling to, you know, feel uh, connected to this, you know, rapidly crumbling world. And it's like what, and at that point, it's like, it's hard to, it can be very hard to discern what's truly in your control. But it sounds like techniques like these kind of help people give, get, help uh, folks kind of acquire some of those skills to feel like they have a little bit more control in uh, in a non-conventional way, in the sense of like traditional, like you know, like therapy, you know. Mm-hmm. The more expansive your toolkit, the better. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, Reiki has actually been a great addition. I recently started therapy. Oh, nice. And it's like it's a great um, add-on mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, and yeah, all these practices and tools they they help to ease the the weight of what the human experience does hold. For a lot of us because this shit ain't easy no and we can't it's hard out here yeah 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 um and so when you first moved to milwaukee so uh when was that when did you move um 2019 wait yeah 2019 okay sure right on um before the pandemic started yeah. sure um did you feel it was like um easy to to get comfortable and find your niche here yes and no um it was easier than anywhere else i've ever been um i feel like i'm just now finally like nestling in Mm -hmm. to the spaces i occupy um which is i guess mostly perspective Mm -hmm. but um yeah it was pretty easy um all my friends have been moving here for a while um i would i had moved here with uh, my previous partner um Jason and it was uh it was seamless it was like I had been here my whole life too the community was really easy to expand into like I lived in River West first oh yeah yeah Yeah. and like three different houses in River West shout out to River West yeah and it was just so easy to find people like me um and find people who were doing things um my best friend Skylar lived here he is in Colorado now I don't know if you know Skylar so uh, I don't think so but shout out to him. He introduced me to um, a lot of like inner work type stuff. He actually introduced me to Reiki. As oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Wow. He facilitated my first session. That's why I was like, whoa, this, this shit slaps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dude, you ever try this shit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah, but it was easy. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> when did, so when did you like kind of officially launch? ebb and flow integrations it was last month a year ago okay so it's pretty new congratulations hit a year yeah why'd you choose to call it ebb and flow um i used to like like you know mantras Mm -hmm. it's got different versions of mantras mine used to be like surf and turf you know ride the wave Mm -hmm. like throughout my years of using drugs and to not it just kind of stuck Mm-hmm. And um, in reflecting on the way that life truly does ebb and flow, like you know, like when you have those moments of feeling that you finally cracked the code and you've got it, 
Like, yeah. you've nailed it. You've got this shit down to a science. Mm-hmm. And then you slip back into, like, a less than pleasant state of being. Sure. Or, yeah. like, doubt or fear or whatever the case may be. Definitely. That's what it comes to mind when I think of it. But um, the integrations part is like, uh, um, I found a lot of value in really sitting with my stories and my experiences and piecing them together in a way that helps me understand my responses that I'm enacting in real time. It, it comes from like recognizing patterns mm-hmm. and those can show up in how you interact with every part of the present reality like your relationships your your job your work life your family life um how you respond to criticism Um, Mm, it's a big one there's so many ways that our patterns show up i mean it's what we're made out of and um there comes times in all of our lives when it's there's there's a choice point and a noticing point where it's like is this pattern serving me or is it not and if not how am i going to move differently and um I have a life coach and they help me so much with with the um, sewing together these things. Like once you become aware of your life and your responses and your reactions and how you move, um, then it's like, how do I piece this together? Mm-hmm. How do I piece it together in a way where I understand how to move differently? Um, next time and how does it feel in my body when I'm reacting to my environment in a way that is from then and not now yeah yeah and, that's um, big too yeah so I, I developed like a, a passion for for like being a space holder for people to experience their own truths mm-hmm. in real time in new ways and then put some love on it yeah Ooh, slap some love on it yeah. <laughs> just a little splash yeah, you know like just a little dash of it, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's, I don't know if I'm making coherent. You absolutely are. You are. You are. This is all hitting so close to home. Oh, I am too. Yeah. Total ho for <laughs> hose for validation. <laughs> Represent. Yeah. Um, no, all this is hitting home for sure. Um, and I appreciate you um, kind of sharing that insight. Yeah, patterns are very complex and complicated and you got to dig deep um and yeah digging deep can be not only tough but it can be it doesn't happen overnight it can be um just hard to face some of those suppressions you've had um you'll uncover stuff that you're not proud of you'll uncover stuff that you don't realize how much it might have messed you up um, it can definitely rewire you. Um, I've had to do that a lot too. Uh, I've been in therapy for about eight years now. And, um, with the same therapist? No. Oh, no. Yeah, I was gonna say that. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when, yeah, I, I've gone through like four or five therapists now. Um, I love my current one though. Shout out to Michelle. I think you can respond to those patterns, um, in either of two ways um you can sort of like the initial like adverse way is to be like wow like that's fucked up or like wow i hate that i'm doing this wow this is like i really want to change this but i don't know how or that's just the way i am mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of that like negative self-talk it's a victim mentality yeah yeah but the, but the other way can be empowering yourself 
and being like, well, I'm determined to change that because I know that I can do better. And I know that this is unbecoming of myself, but just how I have to learn how to do it, which can be, that can be an epiphany. Like you said, the whole ebb and flow thing also really resonates because like I definitely go through like good and bad waves. Like sometimes I feel like I'm just fucking killing it. And sometimes could I possibly be fucking up anymore? You know, it's yeah, yeah. it's very it can get very black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it can. Do you want to play a language game? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. It's called the should detox. Okay. I'm here for it. So here's a pen and a paper. All right. Thank for you. Those who are listening. Thank you very and much. And think of a should statement, like an I should statement. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I. There you go. This is an old pen. <laughs> uh, make sure it still has ink. I should get new pens. Oh, I should call my friend that I haven't seen in a while. And I choose this sentence because I've been really trying to make more active, proactive uh, action on being more proactive about seeing my friends because I, I, felt, I felt very detached lately with people that I love and care about. So that's my should statement. After saying that sentence out loud, how does it feel? Um, be like, well, they are your friends and they understand you, you know, you've, you've got a lot going on in your life. They're also there to be your friends for when you want to or are ready to reach out to them. Right? Like friendships require maintenance. And some all friendships are different. Some of them require more maintenance. Some of them might not. But at the end of the day, like, you know, they're your friends for a reason. Um, to be somebody to connect with and share space with, whether it's over the phone or in person, right? Um, so, you know, like, they're worth making time for. Like, if you were to say this out loud. I should call my friend that I haven't seen in a while. Oh, it makes me think of the people I haven't seen. Being like, what the hell is, are they up to, you know? Or, oh shit, like, I can't even remember the last time I saw them. Uncertainty, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, take the should. Write it out again. But this time say, I could. I could call my friend that I haven't seen in a while. How does that feel? It kind of like gives yourself more power over the situation. It kind of like gives you the option right in front of you sort of that like you have it is an actionable thing to do. That, like, it is something you could do if you set your mind to do it. So, it's like that I've been choosing to put it off. Um, but that I don't have to keep putting it off. I could just do it. 
cool. Um, now change that code to can. I can call my. My hand my handwriting's getting even worse and worse. You know. You're shredding it. <laughs> um, seen in a while. How does that feel? I can call my friend that I haven't seen in a while. Oh shit! I mean, I have a couple days off this week. I can make time for some friends. You know, if it's a quick little checkup, quick little shoot them a little text. It would be thirty minutes. Right. Hello? Yeah. Hello. Yep. It's me. The series of statements kind of gives yourself more and more power of, over the situation. Mm-hmm. That's the game. Nice. I, there was points where I was supposed to ask you um, to feel into your body, but I missed the opportunity. Oh, it's okay. So through each one, it's a notable thing to be like, where am I feeling this sensation in my body? Sure. Like, where's the uncertainty? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing this with yeah, me. This I'm is dope. On, I'm only on week two of the class, but... Um, it's our homework to do this, so I oh, thought wow. it would be sick to do it with you this way. Oh, fuck yeah. Thank we, you for participating. We both win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's rad. We love making Mr. Nice Guy interactive, you know? So, yeah, thank you for sharing that with Absolutely. me. Um, so, if for those that don't know what Reiki is... Do you would you care to expand on it and and just give a little bit of background of like what it is and maybe what it isn't as well? Sure. Okay. Reiki is a Japanese word. It stands for universal life force energy. So Reiki was I'm doing finger quotations discovered mm-hmm. by um, Reiki master Usui uh, in 1920. Um, but Reiki has been around long before that, um, and it's been called many different things, and it's been used in many different ways. I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ himself okay. <laughs> was practicing Reiki. Um, wow, okay. But uh, it was made more available to the common folk through Master Yusui finding it or discovering it, um, and he mastered it and then shared it and it has expanded to where now everywhere in the world people are practicing Reiki and um, essentially in session it looks like um, the client or receiver is laying on a table or sitting up and the facilitator um, who is attuned is able to allow or increase the flow of life force energy into the recipient. I like to be careful with the language I use when I'm talking about Reiki just because like um, I want it to be clear to everybody that we are already Reiki, like we already have it and it's, it is universal life force energy. Like whatever, if you look across the room and look on your end table, whatever's there, that's Reiki. That little rubber duck over there, that's mm-hmm. Reiki. Because it's like I became attuned to Reiki 1 and 2 rather quickly. Reiki 1 is self-Reiki where you're just practicing on yourself and um, I wish I spent more time with just one so I could really tell the difference. But um, it's been such a tool for me on my personal journey, my personal healing journey. Like, like once I became attuned and started working on these certain um, deficiencies or over efficiencies in my my own chakra system, my own energy network. Sure. Um, it's crazy. Like, like for example. Um, when I started 
primarily focusing on root work in my own body. Root work is like family, like upbringing, like it's the first chakra that develops Mm -hmm. um, in us. And and so like if you didn't receive enough nurturing or receive too much coddling or whatever the case may be in your first developmental years, um, that chakra can develop wonky. And I had a lot of uh, interesting things. I'm adopted. So I have a very shaky root. And um, just, like, not very grounded. So it was actually interesting that you said that I seem grounding or grounded. Oh, sure. (laughs) But um, when I started, like, focusing just with Reiki on that spot of my body, all of these opportunities started arising to, like, communicate differently with my family or to show up differently for my family or, like, like, just having these, like, really healing conversations or even, like, it would show up as something getting triggered again and then having this opportunity to put this tool to work, this this unconditional love onto any situation. Like, it's really hard to um, articulate, I guess, the experiences I've had with sure. it. Yeah. And, like, how miraculously it's worked in my life in tandem with all the other tools that I've gained. Our bodies can become heavy with, with fear and doubt and scarcity and, and all the other things we're, we're faced with. In life, and it mm-hmm. it cuts us off from clear communication with source mm-hmm. and with our our whole usness, um, our oneness with everything else. And in session, the intention is to like clear any blockages and restore that balance and that communication, which can like enhance your intuition. It can relax you more. It can put you more in tune with who you are, who your what your essence is. Similar to meditation, mm-hmm. in that sense, and. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's pure love. And when you're creating and holding and expanding on a space cultivated specifically for the intention of like experiencing and allowing in that unconditional love, great healing can happen. Um, our bodies are truly equipped to heal itself. Um, sure. When we have those blockages, it's, its abilities to do so are inhibited ever so slightly. So when that clearing happens and that that expansion happens uh, your body's natural ability to heal itself gets triggered and your cells start going to work mm-hmm. sure kind of like this yeah. sort of like the language game yeah. yeah yeah but there's still going to be work to be done like the way it shows up for me is like like once my my body is physically in that like equilibrium state then I'm able to move into like challenging scenarios or experiences in a different way. It doesn't even need to be challenging. Mm -hmm. Just like, okay, you know, like fight or flight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the stress response. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, I know that. I know that shit. When we're like locked into that state and we find ourselves, because like each one of us, all of us, have been through something mm-hmm. and our bodies store that and um sometimes you can become triggered by something you don't even recognize is, is a trigger yeah. for you mm-hmm. but your body does your body remembers and like yeah. um and when your body is like locked in these states and it can be you know caffeine actually does it to me oh sure caffeine mimics the same effect that i get from like when i'm activated from like a trauma trigger or like 
just regular activation and sometimes my body can't tell the difference so I'll find myself like breathing in my chest and like or like hardly breathing at all and like you know sweating and like just having like circulating repetitive thoughts um yeah and unless like I'm and you need to be taking the time to find what regulates you on your own as well but with Reiki it just like it gives you that 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 balance again that balance is restored mm-hmm. so then like when you're in instances that may be like painful or challenging or just activating for any number of reasons maybe you're just exhausted but um once you're there you can you can man- you can handle the, the yeah. punches better right can, right right can like understand more of what's happening because yeah. you're here you're safe you're in your bodies you've built the the resilience yes yeah yeah right on though that 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 definitely makes sense that that does go back to what we were saying earlier about identifying patterns, right? Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where it's like you recognize when trauma's there, but you're able to kind of just like coexist with it, mm-hmm. that's when you are learning to make peace with it, mm-hmm. which, boy, it feels good when you do that. Oh, yeah. I learned this little tool at Electric Forest this year. It's a, just a, another mantra and breathing where you just you inhale really deep while saying I am here and then exhaling this is now yeah and that was like it was like yeah at the time because like that's what trauma does it it pulls you out of the present moment out of your body and into this old old response and old you you know and it's like Mm -hmm. how do you integrate that into who you are now and yeah accept that you're where you are and move lovingly from there yep it's like i used to like when i would witness myself getting activated in a way that i thought i was over i would get so frustrated with myself yeah. i would get pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that does not help you know it's like a, that's a a younger you a littler you a past you and and that version of you needs just as much love yeah as you know yeah most definitely and deserves it yeah and you learned to Give yourself grace um, through doing so, um, forgiving yourself, being patient with yourself, recognizing that what you're feeling is a real is real. Mm-hmm. Um, like it doesn't come out of nowhere. It doesn't it doesn't affect you for no reason. So you're also an artist. I'd love to hear a bit more about like kind of how you also how you found art as a creative outlet for yourself too. Um, okay. I've loved art most of my life. Um, I, I like got into it, fell out of it, got into it, fell out of it, got into it, fell out of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, now I just, I mainly like to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually just busted out my wood burner for the first time ever. Oh, nice. Week, that was cool. Fun. But I really like to just intuitively paint and draw with ink. Um, I don't draw anything that's like real life. Mm-hmm. I just like to um, flow with whatever it feels like wants to emerge. And um, it it's a meditative process for me. Like um, the more I work with things like Reiki and, and breath work and meditation, the more that I find that you can put it in anything. Yeah. Like you can add it to anything and like, um, that became just like another little piece of what brings me back to baseline and brings me back to me. Um, 
I actually went to uh, a school for the arts in high school for a year. Oh, sure. Um, they kicked me out in the summer because I was getting bad grades in my other classes. Mm. But for half the day every day, my freshman year, or sophomore year, I was uh, taking, like, theater classes mm-hmm. and um, yeah. different drawing and art classes. The theater was my favorite. The electives. Yeah. 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 It was so much fun. Um, I actually would love to get into, like, a theater or improv group. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. You know about comedy sports? I've heard about it. Cool spot. Have you been? Yeah, actually, just went a few weeks ago. It's pretty fun. Do you do improv? I don't. <laughs> God no. No, that's no. amazing. I feel like if you could do this, you I, could do improv. Uh, I don't know. I, with all eyes on you, it gets a little uh, intimidating. But uh, the people who are involved with it uh, do a great job. But that's awesome, though, um, that you, you know, find it as a way to, you know get back into what feels authentic to you and to, you know, uh, nurture your core. Mm-hmm. Um, so folks want to get involved with you and ebb and flow into creations. If people want to work with you, uh, what do they got to do? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's where I post the most, where I pay attention the most. Um, I have an ebb and flow integrations Instagram, but like, I just, I might just stick to using my personal. So sure. my personal Instagram is underscore earthborn underscore. It's uh, earthborn with an E at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be tagging you. I, thank you. I yeah. also have a link tree um, and an email. If you want to shoot me an email, that's great. I also am down to talk on the phone. So like, I'm not going to drop my number here. Sure. But if you shoot me an email and you want to get a phone call set up, I'm down to do that as well. Awesome. Well, cool, cool, cool. Um, and then lastly, uh, you, you, you started a podcast recently. You just did your first episode. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, yeah. you sure did. Um, yeah. You can find me at Ebb and Flow Sessions on Spotify. Um, right now, they're just some basic solo casts about whatever I'm feeling like talking about. My last one was on the unbreakability of the human spirit. Mm. And it's a little chat about um, my journey with addiction and how I've integrated some of what I learned from that stage of my life into where I'm at now. Lovely. Uh, it's fucking rad. Uh, feeling, feeling out a, a, a different uh, interface to, to connect with people. If, if, if people are um, struggling right now with whether it's addiction or trauma, like um, I guess if you could say one thing, like what do you feel like you would say to anyone who might be listening? do have the capacity to change you're perfect exactly as you are and you're deserving of all that you want and more um when i was struggling with addiction reflecting back on it the one thing that i was looking for in all of the tools i was using instead of connection and and breath and i already said connection connection times two um and play um the one thing i was looking for was love Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's I love you. <laughs> that's it. Love, love you. you. I love you. That's man. You were looking for love, like that's man. That really fucking hits hard. That's what we're. That's what we're fighting for at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and we see, yeah, and we seek it out everywhere we can. Especially when we've been, when we've been through some shit that's made us feel like we're not loved, mm-hmm. you know. 
So. And when you find it again, when you find it elsewhere for the first time, shit's gonna hurt. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna hurt because you've been looking for it in the wrong places. But that, I mean, that that right there breathes joy and excitement and just meaning in life again. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and like you said, things ebb and flow, but you know there are great tools and techniques and communities that can help people feel like they're they can really be a part of this world and that is one thing that never falters mm-hmm. yeah well beth i think we did some good work here today <laughs> thank you for having me <laughs> I, yeah yeah how do you feel uh being being as you know you're, you're doing your own podcast now how did it feel like to be on another podcast um I was nervous, but like, I don't. It it's starting to flow more. It felt it. The transition felt good. Um, doing my own is like one thing. Like I record it and pretty much just like post it without listening to it because mm-hmm. I can't stand it. Sure. But like, um, no, that feeling. I don't know. It feels good to also trust somebody else's vision. And um, I've done a few podcasts with the William Arthur Show with my partner Bill. Oh, cool. And uh, we also have our own, so I've gotten some reps in that way. But like each format like from just being his a guest on his show to being a co-host to doing my own to doing this it's all different and i'm very appreciative of the different flows and it's been great to connect with you oh yeah you too you're fucking awesome right back at you you're dope yeah and yeah um you're somebody that like ever since i met you i felt like you you'd be a really cool person to sit down and chat with and every it's always going to be different when it has new people because everyone does their own thing differently but but that's what makes that's what that's what can make experiences like these you know fun and exciting and new and so on a way out i ask everyone the same two questions um and you can answer this however you'd like whether you want to be fun you want to be serious whatever um first question is uh beth what keeps you up at night Actually, I sleep really well now, but if I do, if I am up at night, what's keeping me up is how excited I am. Hell yeah. Yeah. That, hey, fuck yeah. <laughs> Probably feels good to say, you know? Yeah, yeah genuinely that's Being that's excited. Day. Yeah, just being like, ooh, what's, you know, what's next? Oh yeah, yeah. On the other hand, well, what puts you to sleep? I'm an early riser. Oh, are you? I get up at five, four sometimes, mostly five in oh, the morning. Oh, shit. And I go to work. And do you gotta? Do you gotta? Uh, is it getting close to your bedtime right now? Oh yeah, it actually is. <laughs> oh wow. Um, what time is it? Almost seven. Oh well, no, come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what puts me to bed is uh, yeah, just generally exhausted. Hang on, let me try to find a fun answer. The Sandman. Oh. Yeah, he comes into my room at night, climbs up to the second floor. It's nothing weird. He's just he comes in and throws sand on me. And <laughs> oh well. Wait, did you never play Sandman as a kid? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought that this would be like something widely and broadly understood. Oh. So Sandman's a game where you're like on a playground. It's kind of like a so the the Sandman has their eyes closed, and you're on the ground, and you're the people up on the playground have to try to like walk on the wood chips quietly and get to other parts of the playground. If you get caught on the wood chips, you oh. turn into Sandman. It's either you, oh, wow. you catch somebody slipping or you tag somebody, but like you have to have your eyes closed because Sam Man's asleep oh. or some shit like that. 
That yeah. sounds fun. I mean, this is like a real game you played on the playground. Yeah, as a child. We played we played Monkey on the Wood Chips is what we called Maybe it. Maybe that's the same. There's yeah, different different names for different parts of the regional stuff. variations, <laughs> if you will. Um, you mentioned uh, psilocybin uh, earlier, and uh, have you seen that documentary, Fantastic Fungi? Yeah, I saw it so at the good. Theater. It's a fantastic documentary. It's yeah. There's a lot to be said about the the, the powerful impact that uh, um, psychoactive uh, mushrooms can play a role in people's healing and and creating new conduits in the brain and yeah that's research that's worth investing in but you know we're on drugs fucked that up Bast- bastards but hey we're bouncing back though i think the mushrooms will play a big part in the future i think so too hell yeah, yeah. thanks for being on the show beth thank you for having me you we bet. did it we did it for everyone watching i'll be tagging ebb and flow integration so you can check out beth's work here um so definitely hit her up if you're interested in Reiki. Or we also, um, I recently partnered up with uh, my partner Bill and his friend Rob, and we host uh, wellness workshops every month. Mm. Um, follow Slingshot Wellness on Instagram to get in the loop on ways to connect with the community and find some new tools that work for you. We do breath work and movement practices and journaling prompts and sharing and all sorts of fun shit. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That- yeah. That sounds like a field day. Yeah, you should come. Yeah. If I'm not doing anything, maybe maybe will. Well, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Uh.